the gym. Mold stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller. In a lot better shape, so... Okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. I may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, VJ Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how are we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in. Bronco Nation News Live here at Bronco Nation News, a Tuesday edition, which, which means we have uh, Jay Tuss, sports director at KTVB, joining us. We got plenty to discuss today. Football, we got season opener tonight for the basketball team. So appreciate you guys for uh, jumping on in on a, a Tuesday edition. Already strong viewership here as we kick this thing off. We are broadcasting from the Cutwater Mobile Studios uh, here in Meridian, Cutwater Spirits, more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails. You can pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. And uh, Jay Tust, uh, a lot going on in Boise State Athletics. Uh, kudos to Gordy Presnell and the women's basketball team. They had a big season opening win last night. The men's basketball team will have their season opener tonight. You were breaking some news on that yesterday. We'll get to that uh, at some point here in a little bit as well. Uh, but I think we got to start football uh, Eric McAllister, by the way, Abe Jackson, 
I don't even remember if I told you this or not, but uh, when we kick off Jay, I'm going to bring on Abe Jackson a little later in the show and get his uh, season preview, the color analyst for the uh, Broncos on the radio side with Bob Beeler. So plenty of basketball talk. We'll get to that. But for the uh, 81 of you and counting here as we kick off the show, got to start with uh, Eric McAllister and the news uh, yesterday with the football team. Jay, how's it going, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. It's uh, Tuesday. It's uh, we're both uh, the sleep. Uh, the uh, sleep continues to dwindle at this time in the season, but uh, we got basketball going. And are you on the call tonight? Not tonight. No, we're gonna we're gonna get through uh, probably the month of November football season before I try to take that on. So um, it is on KTVB, right? It is. Uh, yeah, it will be on uh, KTVB uh, uh, Plus. Idaho's very on twenty four seven. Uh, if you have any questions, just get head on over to KTVB.com and um, you, you can get them okay. answered on when, how, and where to watch it. But not, oh, so tonight's not on regular KTVB? Not on regular KTVB tonight. Oh, no. the Boise State website has the little KTVB logo on there. They had me thinking that they uh, were going prime time for the Vanguard game. Not necessarily Vanguard, no. Come on. <laughs> well, we'll get to basketball in a little bit. Uh, I do have a clip from Andy Avalos we can play from yesterday, but uh, overall, uh, we, we had both caught wind of this on Sunday and then uh, we got it out there on Monday. Uh, what's just your take on, on, uh, the Eric McAllister transfer situation? There's a lot of ways to go with this. Um, I guess we'll start broad and work our way back from it. I'll start off by saying this. I, I think we're entering a really interesting three week period, not necessarily, not necessarily just for Boise state football, but really for any program outside of the, the, the power five. This is, um, you know, the, the, in the, re the reason why I say three weeks is because, the transfer portal is about to open up. Uh, players are allowed to go in on December 4th. And it is naive to think that teams aren't trying to position players or themselves to acquire players before the transfer portal opens. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like signing BJ, signing day, BJ. If it, It's not like you wait to recruit the moment signing day happens, right? So you have people out there working back channels that the NCAA is not monitoring because um, – the NCA is just is almost worthless at this point. <laughs> and um, it's allowing stuff like this to happen, right? Right, wrong, and different. Uh, that's a separate argument. But this these next three weeks are going to be really, really interesting because you're, you're going to have the programs with money start to position themselves so that they're not behind the uh, behind the eight ball or whatnot when the portal actually does open up on December 4th. And I don't know if you're hearing this, but I, I just want to get this out there like, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, but I don't think that's 100% the reason that Eric McAllister is transferring from, from what uh, I've heard. 100%, I, I, uh, yes, I, I'm that very was the, on board with that. That was the answer that, that was a convenient answer for Andy Avalos to, to yeah. use and spin yesterday in his direction. Um, but when you're four and five and, you know, things aren't going great and, yeah. uh, you know, things happen, I, I you know, um, you know, again, more may come out on this. We'll see what else happens in the transfer portal, but, um, you know, when you're four and five, you're not always, you know, not always happy with your head coach or with the coaching staff or whatever. So I'm not trying to like start some controversy or act like I know all this stuff that's going on, but my understanding is there is more to the story in terms of, uh, this being 100% another school coming and, and wooing away Eric McAllister with more money. Yeah. I, I think that it's all related. Like it, it you know, um, I think that opportunity is it, it can it makes a player to you know obviously have a decision to make right and if you're not completely happy with with one of those decisions you're going to explore the other option and I'm I'm going to guess that's kind of what happened in this case uh, as as recently as a, a week ago 
you know, the coaching staff was was praising Eric and his development and all these things. So it's not like I, I don't I don't think like this just necessarily um, came out of nowhere. Like in, in terms, of, I don't I don't know. It, it's a pretty complicated situation, I think. But to say that like it was just straight up nil why this, why this is happening, I I don't think that that is the full truth either, BJ. I, I think that there were you know obviously Eric didn't love some things that were going on or not going on or whatever it was. And um, all of a sudden there, there probably was an offer there that he, uh, he saw as being a great opportunity. And, you know, that, that's just, that's, that's the reason why he decided to do this. And it, it's crazy, man. Like the moment that this kind of news broke BJ, there were a lot of like former players that aren't even that far removed from playing at Boise state that, kind of mess they they messaged me and they were like why is this happening how is this happening wait he can do that wait but he has to sit out a year I'm like guys this is a completely different NCA than even you played in five years ago like he is allowed to transfer he is allowed to uh take this type of of money like and he's allowed to play immediately there there, there are like a lot of these guidelines or rules that were in place when you played even just a few years ago yeah in place so that is what is creating quote unquote this this wild wild west approach to the transfer portal and and college football overall right now if you have money you're in a great spot if you don't it's going to be really really hard to retain players and and win football games and that's just kind of the reality of the situation that we're in right now and let's be honest i mean if this team was seven and one or something i'm not sure this happens at this point you think about you think about where the team is at and again um you know but I, I also don't that, want it. To uh, be, if, I, I, yeah, I also don't want it just to be like whittled down to like just the record either. Like I, I, I'm right there with you. Like I 100% agree with you that if this team is seven and one or or seven and two or eight and one or whatever their record is, I really do think that there's a there's a different feel on all of this right now. But they're they're four and five. I don't think that they're having a lot of fun over there right now. And if that's the case, I, that's that's what I feel like probably expedites some of these decisions to where instead of happening after the season, all of a sudden they're being considered in season like Eric McAllister. Yeah, and I've said for a, a long time, I've been a strong proponent that I think Andy Avalos is coming back next year, but I do think that is one situation that could change things a little or at least make it a harder decision, Jay, for, yeah. for Jeremiah Dickey. If uh, if if uh, Eric McAllister is the first of you know several key players that start to transfer, uh, that may be something you have to look at uh, because my understanding is based on the coaching staff, what changes are or aren't made that might impact some other guys' decisions from what I've heard uh, in entering the transfer portal. And again, I'm not trying to say the whole team you know, hates Andy Avalos. No. You, you've heard Ahmed Hassanin come out. You've heard Marco Notriani, a lot of these guys that have come out and basically been in tears. Um, so there's certainly uh, you know, folks in that locker room that obviously believe and love Andy Avalos. But, but I don't know why my camera keeps turning off. I have no idea what's happening with that. Uh, but um, I, you know, like I said, and any – you're gonna you're gonna find it every locker room in America, Jay. There's some players that don't like their head coach. A lot of guys just like the position coach better. They deal with them more. It's not a Boise State thing. It is a problem or issue, I guess, all over college football. Every locker room, and there's 105 guys, are gonna have guys that don't like their coach. Um, so it may be a small portion. I don't know, but I uh, I was led to believe that uh, again, Eric McAllister doing this now, and yeah. then what happens with future players could have an impact on. Uh, or what happens with the future, you know, with Andy Avalos could impact other guys' decisions. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But let's be honest, if, if Eric McAllister is getting six figures to go to TCU or somewhere in the Big 12, I mean, 
What do you think Ashton Genty's already been offered right now? So, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Jay, but I, I would think, you know, regardless of NIL, I think Taylor Green is likely not coming back just because why would he want another year of how he's been hand, how he's been dealt and who would blame him? I mean, if, if yesterday had been Taylor Green saying he's gone, I think 99.9% of people would have said, yep, totally get that, man. Yeah. He got screwed. He's out of here. Uh, but, you know, I think the McAllister one surprised people because of how much he was playing, but – I think Green, I'm not expecting him back. And let's be honest, I think it would be a major, major upset if Ashton Genty is on this roster next year too. Yeah, I think that's why when we were kind of uh, hearing about this stuff on Sunday night, you know, the, the way that um, – completely separately, by the way, uh, the way that it was phrased to us was kind of a shocker. And, you know, going through it, we are like, well, Ashton Genty – I mean, again, I'm not trying to assume anybody's future here, but it's like that wouldn't be shocking. Taylor Green, that wouldn't be shocking. So when like we kind of like whittled some names down, it really came down to like Eric McAllister because that would be like where where would that one come from? And and that, I wanted to I want to go back to what I said earlier because in terms of like it, it 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 either coming out of nowhere or not. I guess what I meant to say is a, a better way of explaining this is I don't think you can question Eric McAllister's character too much over this because as recently as last week, the coaches were praising. His development, how he approaches the game, how he studies the game, and he is able to take all that and translate it onto the field and have tremendous production. And so that 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 would be a better way of, of phrasing it. It's not like all of a sudden, well, Eric McAllister gives up on his team and he's he has bad character. I, I don't I don't think that that it, this again a different time in college football. And I, I don't I don't think that that should be what what is what is remembered about Eric McAllister or even this decision. Does it suck he's leaving midseason? Absolutely. But I think that when you consider everything that's going into it, it it may be maybe it makes a little more sense given the current rules, current climate, current structure of college football. I mean, he's not the only one that's doing stuff like this. This is even Spencer Danielson, I think it was yesterday, said it like, you know, this stuff like this used to be unbelievably rare. But now all of a sudden, like if you look across college football, like this stuff happens. I mean, yeah. look back to last year. Boise State lost their starting quarterback to the transfer portal after five games, after four games. Uh, wanted to do it before the fifth game so that he could he could redshirt and still have that year of eligibility. Operating within the, the framework of the rules, uh, maybe pushing the boundaries of those rules just a little bit or using them not as they were intended, but still he's not violating any rules at that point. He, he's actually just taking advantage taking advantage of them. For his personal benefit, and I—he's not the only one doing it. I don't know how you can really fault him. The NCA set it up this way. No, and you know what? I, I, um, I, you know, again, yeah, he's he's got a chance to make life changing money for for a you know twenty twenty one year old kid. And again, the school that I've heard most connected with this is TCU. Yep. Things can change. Other schools can get in. Yeah. Um, I actually had a former. I actually had a former Boise State coach who's now at a different school. Jay send me a text yesterday asking what I know about the McAllister situation. Mm -hmm. Like every. Power five school, yeah. I'm sure, is trying to reach out. Maybe he ends up getting a better deal somewhere else and it changes. But my understanding is that, you know, this decision, uh, I was just told, keep an eye on TCU, keep yeah. an eye on TCU as a, as a spot. And so you're talking about a guy too. And we, you know, this is, well, I want to get there in a minute, the NIL situation at Boise State. But you are talking about a guy, Jay, that I don't even know if he had an NIL deal at Boise State. If he did, I apologize to the companies because I haven't seen anything on it. And if it is, it's a t shirt deal here and there or something small. Eric McAllister was not out there doing a lot of NIL promotion that I saw. So you're talking about a guy that maybe got nothing or maybe 500 bucks or a free meal here and there to maybe getting $200,000 in the big 12. Mm -hmm. um, that's a no brainer. And yeah. so I, I, and again, even with Ashton Genty, he's got a couple of small things, a car, whatever, but 
If you're talking seven, eight, nine hundred thousand, a million dollars for Ashton Jensi to go play at Florida or Georgia for one season before going to the NFL, like, I mean, you want to call it giving up on your team, whatever, like that's fine. But like, ninety-nine point nine percent of people in the same situation would do the same thing. And I think the Eric McAllister one could be, hey, I don't want to get injured and tear my ACL in these last three games. I mean, I'm going to be very curious, Jay, if Ashton Genty plays again this season. I mean, I, you know, he obviously is dealing with an injury. We don't know the status of that. But if you could push it and get back for one or two games and you know you got $900,000 waiting for you at Georgia, and I'm just throwing – I don't know that. I'm just kind of throwing out a scenario. Like, would you risk tearing your ACL for and, and not having a chance, especially if you're not happy or whatever and ready to leave anyway? So I think right. that uh, it's going to be very interesting these last three games. Ashton Genty may play Saturday. He may be back and say, I'm finishing strong and I want to get to 1,500 yards or I want to have three more huge games and try to get even more money in the portal next year. I mean, I don't know. I just think that is a scenario and, and other guys, and th this isn't going to be the only time this happens. Yeah. Um First off, we yes, we th there is some speculation going on here in in this conversation, but but I also want to add to this too. Like some of these numbers are are very very real numbers, and they're very very realistic numbers that you feel, um, you know, being connected with other coaches throughout throughout the college landscape. Um, I mean, you threw out two hundred there for Eric McAllister. One of the you know, I talked to the Pac twelve coach yesterday. They said, "Wow, he feels like that might even be low. He might even be able to get more than that." And as far as Ashton Genty, like, who knows what that guy command could command half mil easily? Like, these are again stuff that it it is. It seems like wild speculation, but behind the scenes, this is the reality of college football right now. It is the dark side of it that. Um, people want to, you know, not bring the light because, you know, a lot of it is probably pushing the limits of the rules that have, have been put in place. Right. Um, but it is it is the reality of the situation. And you, when you ask, how is Boise State, how on earth is Boise State going to navigate this? You know, you heard Andy Avalos bring up the collective yesterday and plug the collective. And I get that. Um, but it, there's got to be more to it because Boise State they're not going to be able to sniff some of these numbers that are going to be thrown out at their players. I, yeah. They're just not. I mean, as you said, like even a guy like Eric McAllister, even if he had something, right, it might be some money from, from the collective. It's not – it's it's hardly even a percentage of what he could potentially get going to the Big 12. Yeah. And um, that's why when you hear guys like Andy Avalos, heck, the guy at my alma mater, the head coach, Jake Dickert, he was – um, you know, trying to passionately convey how far behind Washington State is in terms of NIL. And these are programs that are also trying to get money for their athletic programs just to, like, keep up with the Joneses on top of trying to get NIL money to keep their players. I mean, it is a very, very difficult time in, in college football right now if you are not Ohio State or Michigan or LSU. Um, you mentioned Georgia, Florida. Th these programs have – endless amounts of money and that they can that they can try to find and throw at these players and Boise State's just not in that position so what does that mean you have to be good in a, you have to be elite elite in a lot of other areas and and yeah. what, namely winning because that's Boise State's biggest competitive advantage whether they're recruiting high school kids their own players on the current roster or guys out of the transfer portal and right now they're they're not winning um, at, at the clip that they're accustomed to or that they sell their players on when they sign up to play at Boise State. Well, let's keep that part of the discussion going. I do want to take a quick time out, but you, Jay, you, you've already said like you heard last year Ashton Genty was already getting offers, right? 
I believe so. Um, some of this stuff is a little bit word of mouth, so I don't know how much I, I totally, you know, go into that, but I step back and I look at the season he's having right now and it's like, well, that, that kind of makes sense to me. So yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody saw his potential last year, at, you know, at SEC school or whatever, and was like, let's make a run at him. The only thing there is that I, I know in some of these situations, another big thing before I, I'll turn it back over to you. Sorry, BJ. At Boise State, you're going to be promised a lot of playing time if you're if you're one of those guys to where yep. if you go somewhere else, that you, you might have a bigger wallet, but that that might not lead to 200 touches or 90 targets or or whatever it might be. Well, you are uh, watching this show for free on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter because of the great sponsors that you see on the logos above uh, me and Jay's head. I want to tell you about a couple of them uh, a little more and hope you'll support them. We'll continue this discussion. Get your thoughts in the YouTube chat. Uh, sponsored by ICCU, and uh, we'll continue this discussion in 90 seconds. Plus, we got to get to some basketball talk. Abe Jackson going to join us as well. Season opener against Vanguard tomorrow. A lot going on. More on Eric McAllister's transfer. How does Boise State keep this from happening in the future in 90 seconds here on Bronco Nation News from the Cutwater Studios? All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact rowpaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is rowpaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. We continue along here on uh, Bronco Nation News Live on a Tuesday edition. Jay Tuss, sports director at KTVB. My name is BJ Rains. We're broadcasting from the Cutwater Studios. Make sure to grab a Cutwater at your local gas station or grocery store. Awesome choice for a football viewing event. And by the way, Jay, I know you're a big coffee guy. We got to get you on this Bronco Brew Coffee here, man. I think we need to get uh, get Jay Tuss involved on Bronco Brew Coffee. I don't know what the rules are with your uh, full-time employer, but uh, roasted to order coffee. You're talking about NIL, Jay Tuss. NIL, I mean, boy, this literally gives 2 or $3 a bag right into the pocket of a student athlete at Boise State. And uh, you can choose your athlete online. Broncobrew.coffee is the website. And you go on there, and they're trying to do a QB1 fund. It is uh, 700. They need 700 people to make the switch to Bronco Brew Coffee. And if you do that, the math adds up. They'll have $98,000 over the course of a year that they can give to an athlete at Boise State to try to help entice them to stay. So there are local companies trying to do this, Jay, like Bronco Brew Coffee. 
but it's going to take a lot more for them to figure out a way. Because like I said, Eric McAllister was having well, one of the best wide, you know, years as a wide receiver that Boise was on pace, at least the Boise State's had in a long time. And we're not even sure if he had a single NIL deal. I mean, that's pretty crazy. You're up. Oh, there we go. Dollar to the pot. I, we came out of a commercial. They did it again. Either way, whatever. Um, with uh, with Emac, you know, I he was on pace to have like a top five receiving season yardage wise in Boise State history. You look at a lot of his percentage numbers uh, or a lot of his numbers, and they rank near the top of college football. I mean, he had eighty nine targets on the season, which you're looking at a, a top ten usage rate in terms of being targeted. He was number one in the country in targets of of twenty or more yards, and like. That for me is a little bit of a concern because I know that we talk a lot about Emacs production, which is going to be nearly impossible to replace, but it's also the fact that he was a deep threat, right? Like a lot of opposing defenses stack the box against Boise State's rushing attack, especially when Ashton Genty is available, which means a lot of one-on-ones for Eric McAllister, or at least he's going to try to force opposing defenses to worry about him out there. I mean, you saw Wyoming do it and he torched them all game for like a buck 70 or a buck 60, whatever it was. And having that presence out there to try to take, you know, the top off of a defense or try to just take another defender out of the box so Boise State can rush the ball a little bit easier, that's going to be um, a little bit of a concern. I am very optimistic about Austin Bolt now. I mean, uh, kind of, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been a little, um, <clears throat> I guess, quiet, I could say, or quieter than, than most about where's Austin Bolt. But it's, it's gotten to the point in time where this defense needs playmakers, and I really do think that Austin Bolt can help this uh, – did I say defense? This offense needs playmakers. And this and I think that he can help. I, I, I just – I feel it in my gut. I think that he can. I don't think it's just the trendy thing to say. Like, they are at a point where they need to generate explosive plays. Hell, BJ, I mentioned this last week on the show. If Ashton Genty wasn't available, the question was, how are the Broncos going to generate explosive plays, Right. Ashton ranked number one in the uh, Mountain West a week ago with 39 plays of 10 or more yards. Um, you know who was number t- three on that list? Eric McAllister with 32 plays. Uh, you'd have to go all the way down to, you know, tied for 32 on the list to find another guy from Boise State, and that was Taylor Green, who had 12 plays non-throwing of, of 10 or more yards. And so now you're looking at all your explosiveness on offense is is is, is disappearing. Uh Eric McAllister is gone. We don't know if Ashton Genty's healthy enough to play and Taylor Green has a tough time getting on the field in whatever two-quarterback rotation system uh, or, or rhythm they're trying to establish. So how do you generate explosive plays if you're Boise State's offense? That is pivotal for an offense. Like, it it, it, sh- it should be, you know, something that is common knowledge. It is. Um, but they, they're going to have to find guys that are going to help them generate explosive plays right now. Now, I was not – I mean, I had heard this was happening and that it was – there was already maybe something in the works in terms of the next school, Jay, but I was expecting Andy Avalos to pretty much blow off the topic. Most guys that have left the program, you know, he has still never commented about Hank Bachmeyer leaving. Like, we tried to ask him about it, and he's like, I talk about guys that are here. I'm not – which is crazy at the time. You lose your four-year senior starting quarterback four games into the season, and he just says, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm talking about who's here. So if, if that were the case, I was pretty sure, like, he ain't talking about – uh you know, Eric McAllister, he's going to just say, I'm talking about who's here. The first couple of questions were kind of beating around the bush about it. And I finally was like, I'll take the bullet. Like, is there anything you can say about Eric McAllister transferring? And he, you could tell he kind of wanted to, to, to at least bring up the NIL stuff. As you and I both said earlier in the show, I think that's a large part of it. I don't think that's the only reason Eric McAllister is transferring. Um, you know, but I, I do want to play one short, you know, 45 second bite from Andy talking about, uh, you know, 
when I asked the question. And uh, Eric McAllister, thoughts on him transferring? Let's just play a short bite here and then discuss. Yeah, obviously, it's it's a part of college football right now is to go to the transfer portal. You know, there's teams that are enticing people to do such things like that. It's the nature of the beast right now. Is it right? It's not right, but to each his own. And they're going to make, uh, you know, as we said, um, when we left the locker room um, after our last game is that, um, you know, those that we're going to be all in and we're going to move forward and we're going to work together and it's going to provide opportunities and guys are going to thrive down the stretch here as we go. But it's, uh, again, it's the nature of the beast when, uh, you got guys who, you know, are approaching a thousand yards over the course of the season and, uh, you know, walk out, you know, because of other opportunities. Right, I'm going to pause it real quick right there, Jake. I got one more bite I want to play. It was a question from Johnny, but uh, walking out, he did use the word walk out, uh, and then he used for other opportunities. And also in the statement that uh, he said that, that you and I got, you know, right when it was uh, reported and broken that he was transferring. He said, chose that he didn't want to compete, uh, which me and Johnny talked a little bit about yesterday. I know Mike Sanford brought that comment up that was, kind of stood out to him. The wording, walking out, choosing not to compete, other opportunities. Uh, what, what do you decipher from that before we play the other part of the clip here? I don't know any other way that <clears throat> I guess he would interpret it. I mean, what else is he going to say? I, I don't. He's got to worry about his program, and and I get that. I, I don't know what other way he's going to phrase that or present that. Um, I think it may be in, in his mind that you know that is truly what what happened. I mean, he's his program is the one that is being attacked by more lucrative uh, programs right now, and that just kind of is what it is. He's his, it's not the only program uh, by any means, and that's why it's it's just so important to take care of a lot of other stuff like like winning and uh creating a you know an environment that the people just want to come to every day and run through a wall for you and like it's i'm not saying there aren't guys like that in that locker room right now but it 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 just it's a really important approach to playing college football right now where you know yesteryear where you didn't have to worry about players transferring and gaining immediate eligibility you know the, the tough love and things like that probably worked a little bit better back in the day and I just don't know if if today's athlete wants that, and if they don't, they certainly have an option to go elsewhere. All right, here's uh, the last part of the quote. John Mallory from uh, our friend over at KTIK with the question here. This offense, you guys have featured a receiver more so than just about any other offense in the league if you look at team percentage of targets mm -hmm. for that position. Is it crazy for you that that's not – as important anymore as maybe it was. I mean, you're getting he Eric McAllister had more targets on Saturday than any other receiver in the country. He's a big part of this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. I mean, do you shake your head at all this sometimes, man? You know what? There's so much, there's so much changing in this game that um you understand the realities and some of the things that go on externally um within the game, unfortunately, unfortunately now. But is in anything you, you control what you can control. Um, you don't get caught up in the things that you don't. Um, and you got to be able to adapt to the new space. And ultimately, what it comes down to is we've got a bunch of great young men that are willing and ready to work and move forward. And guess what? It's going to open up some opportunities for those young men um, that are going to thrive in this opportunity. Um, but yeah, it does. And you know what, to be honest with you, in many instances, it's like, uh, you know, it's I get I get the nil space and all that. But how it's 
how it's operated and how certain people do certain things behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if that's right for college football. I know it's not right for college football. It's not right for uh, these young men and what we all came to college for is to, to grow and to develop, to persevere and work through uh, certain situations. Um, but again, we don't control all those things. So we're going to focus and lock in on the young men that are here and the young men that are going to thrive and grow forward. Now, Jay, I think when NIL was started, a lot of people thought it was long overdue. You needed to have it. Guys should be able to post an Instagram post and get paid for supporting a company. They should be able to go to the blue and orange store and do an autograph signing and make a couple hundred dollars. Um, I think a lot of us knew this is what was going to happen, um, but it's obviously not what it was designed for, where Eric McAllister uh, can get you know six figures just when, from a collective or from somebody when you have no idea what the, the sponsorship deal is going to be, what he's going to do. He goes and makes a couple of uh, charity appearances and gets paid. I mean, it, it, it really has become the pay-for-play, uh, who get, offers me the most money, that's where I'm going, which is – technically supposed to still be illegal um by the way i mean yeah i'm sure you noticed it but when i mentioned something about uh i mean i think andy evels like wanted to say more but he, he still held back a little bit because i said something about well the you know the transfer portal doesn't open until december 4th none of this should have been happening and he just had this sly grin on his face like you're telling me and you heard him basically accusing these schools of doing this but i guess how do they police this moving forward how do you keep this from happening what needs to change i know they're trying to get some national legislation on all this maybe but you know you're going to have high school coaches, trainers, people behind the scenes talking out to schools. Hey, well, if he were to transfer, how much would a school like you be willing to pay? I mean, things like that. So, um, you know, I, I just kind of wonder what happens from here, how you fix this. I, I, I like on the surface NIL. I think it's good. These players should be able to get a car if they promote the product, you know, promote the company on social media. But I mean, players at Utah all getting a brand new car. I mean, things like this. It just seems like it is getting a little crazy here when players are getting, you know, six figures to, to transfer in the middle of the season here. Oh, another dollar. Okay, that one was on me. I want to start by saying this. Um, when you are the head coach or even a prominent player at Boise State, because the past has been so successful, you're going to often be compared to the past. Uh, Brian Harson was compared to Chris Peterson unfairly. Andy Avalos is compared to Brian Harson and Chris Peterson and everybody before him, probably unfairly. Right now, given the current um, state of college football, I do think it is fair to say that Andy Avalos has the toughest job of any Boise State head coach, maybe in the history of the program right now because he has to uphold this incredibly high standard, develop good players, chase New Year's Six Bowl games, and he has to do it with an NIL budget that is often measured in just a fraction of what these richer schools can pay some of his players to maybe lure them away, right? So I do think that Andy Avalos, BJ, right now has the most difficult job of any coach that has ever attempted to lead this program, you know, into the future. That's just my take on it. And um, that being said, you, you know, you mentioned like, how does this, how does this work going forward? I, I, I mean, I, I just, I personally think that the NCA just has to come up with some rules or guidelines. Like technically some are in place right now, but they're not doing anything to police them. So either police them or remove the rules. 
like you, you just can't operate in this in this vague state where you're just allowing these these programs with more money to come in and, and snatch guys away. Now, this is the reason why the NCAA is not going to do it, BJ. We can go and we can look at the NIT that they uh, huh. the, the, the NIT rules, right? What what were the NIT rules designed to do, BJ? We're talking basketball, but I do think there's a connection here. What were they designed to do? Uh, help out the bigger schools. Help out the bigger schools. Why does the NCA want to help out the bigger schools? Because the NCA wants to exist still, right? And so they're going to cater to the programs with more money. And I think that it is completely related to NIL right now. If Alabama or LSU or Florida were saying, hey, we need these rules and we need these guidelines, I think all of a sudden the NCA would act more swiftly. But those are the programs that can go out and offer these massive, you know, signing deals in Auburn and Ohio State and Michigan. These are the schools that can go out and do that. And so with the NCAA looking to keep the, the money happy, I just think they're going to drag their feet on this thing as long as humanly possible yeah. and allow this to go on uh, for a while now. And that, that just that's my take on the situation. I don't know if I'm right or I'm wrong. Yeah. But but it, it makes a lot of sense to me of why something hasn't happened already. They're, well, they don't care what Boise State thinks. They nope. don't care. Nope. No, 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 totally agree. And the schools with money think. Yep. And unfortunately, there's some you know serious things that have to change for a school like Boise State to be able to compete on this level. Or Jay, they're just going to become feeder schools for these uh, for these bigger programs. You know, you, there's going to be no more diamond in the roughs, guys that Boise State find these two star recruits and turn them into first round draft picks. You're not hanging on to some of these players that you were in the past. You're just not. And you know what, Jay? Maybe if the money's close or in the ballpark, if they're winning and they're happy and everything's great, maybe you can hang on to them. But when you're losing and some players aren't happy with the coaching staff or the way certain players are being used or not used, all of a sudden, and then the bag comes of money, it's like, peace. So, I mean, it's going to be uh, very tough for Boise State. Certainly winning would help turn things around, but it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks to see who else decides to leave, yeah. what happens with Andy Avalos, what, you know, what else happens here. Um, but there's, it's a, I don't know, kind of crossroads for the program is too strong, but there's, it's certainly a time where they're going to have to figure out something or Boise State is really going to be left behind, you know, really, really fall even further behind some of these, uh, major schools on your Perry said, are we going to talk basketball? Yeah. We have a couple minutes left. We let will me, talk. Me, basketball. Can, can I overlap the two real quick? Yes. Um, one thing, uh, one more football note. People are like, Hey, maybe, you know, good luck getting 19 targets somewhere else. Eric McAllister, maybe Eric McAllister doesn't want 19 targets. And what I mean by that is he ranks 10th in the country in targets this year. Uh, but amongst player amongst receivers with at least 50 targets, he's 152 in completion percentage. Like, they just throw the ball at him oftentimes, and it's not super efficient. Maybe he would love to be used in a more efficient way. That's just me speculating. But as it comes to football and basketball, um, a guy that, hey, I think I can really, we can really tip our cap to him right now, a guy that has done well in the transfer portal era and the NIL era is the head coach of the Boise State men's basketball team. I think you and I both know, BJ, that um, – there are times where Boise State cannot come up with the NIL money that some of the other programs are offering certain transfers. Um, I feel okay saying that, right? I think that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say. Um, on top of that, this is a guy that has found a way to keep Tyson Dagenhart in a Boise State uniform. You don't think there are programs out there? 
I mean, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, you don't think there's programs out there that are trying to get Tyson Dagenhart for a boatload of cash? I, I just think that whether it's player treatment, the way he uses his players, I don't know what it is, BJ, but they're in similar situations. And, and during the NIL and the transfer portal era, Leon Rice has done a good job coming out on, on the right side of this thing way more often than not. And you could say, I think it's fair to say he's been better in the NIL area in, in the NIL and transfer portal area than he was before it. And he was really good before it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And um, you look at a guy like Tyson Degenhardt who, um, you know, signed the most lucrative, his deal with ICCU at the time was the most lucrative uh, for any Boise state athlete in terms of total value. Um, one, one specific deal. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, one like, specific deal with yeah. ICCU was the highest single deal that any Boise State athlete had signed, and that's crazy. I mean, not, no disrespect to the basketball team, but the quarterback or the running back at Boise State should be signing the highest paid deal at Boise State. Which quarterback? I'm kidding. C.J. Tiller. I'm kidding. <laughs> Colt Fulton. <laughs> I'm, is the quarterback on the roster for next year, the starting quarterback in the first game? Don't it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Basketball. I don't Let's know. If talk we got basketball. I only got you for a couple more minutes here. Abe Jackson is going to join us in about five minutes, and we're going to talk uh, Boise State hoops season opener tonight. Jay Vanguard tonight. You did have one Mountain West team lose last night, by the way. Air Force fell to Portland State, but you had uh, big wins for Utah State, New Mexico, Colorado State, Fresno State, and San Diego State. San Diego State was actually only up two at the half on Cal State Fullerton. I watched that game on Fox Sports 1 last night. San Diego State with a big second half rolls. And then uh, Colorado State was actually down eight to Louisiana Tech in the second half, but rallied and won that game. Um San Francisco is going to be a much tougher game on Sunday. They scored 129 points, I think it was, in their first game last night. Tonight, Vanguard, you know, a non-D1 game, but it's a it's a regular season game that counts, and it yeah. sounds like they're probably going to get a lot of experience for, uh, you know, the, the Cam Martin, Omar Stanleys of the world because uh, you had some news yesterday on Tyson Degenhart. Yeah, Tyson uh, is dealing with uh, a facial injury. <laughs> Took an elbow to the nose in practice. This actually happened a few days ago, BJ. Um, but yeah, took an elbow to the nose in practice. So he's dealing with a little bit of a broken nose at the moment. I think the big news is, is whether Tyson plays tonight. Also, if he does play, like how cool of a mask can they come up with, um, to, to protect the, to, to protect the moneymaker, if you will, for, for Tyson Dagenhart. So it's, I don't think it's anything that anybody's got to like really worry about too much. Like this is a, as you mentioned, it's Vanguard. Um, this is a game that counts. Like we need to reiterate, this is not an exhibition, folks. This is an actual game that's going to count on Boise State's record. So it is an important game, but you also like to think that they get through it without Tyson Dagenhart. If they want to save him, make sure he's good to go for you know a more difficult opponent this Sunday. Can Tyson put a uh, company logo on it? Can he get an NIL deal on the mask? Uh, ICCU better be hitting that up. I don't know. Pro James, James it, just said it's an ICCU man. Yeah, it, I don't think funny. so because you would see that in it, with the boy. Once you can't have it in conjunction with right. the, you know, maybe a Lithia Ford type thing or something. That's a, that's a BSU sponsor exactly. also. That's what I was gonna say. It, it would, painting or somebody like that. It but. would have to be a very small group that they, that they would potentially have to pick from. But I don't. Can they have logos on their uniforms? Not yet. The Not yet. I'm sure that's coming that's at some point. Yeah, so but I'm gonna, um, guess, I'm gonna guess the so, answer to that is no. 
so if Tyson Degenhardt, and I'm guessing he doesn't play, no need against Vanguard, that would be a kind of a blessing, I think, for Leon because I think you could probably start Cam Martin and Omar Stanley, get them both a lot of action working together. Um, you know, I did five kind of early season storylines. If folks want to read it at BroncoNationNews.com, one was kind of who starts at center, Cam Martin or Omar Stanley, and how are those two guys used? And then another one was point guard. Who starts tonight, Jace Whiting or Roddy Anderson? Uh, my prediction, Jay, is by the end of the season, maybe even by three weeks from now, Roddy Anderson is starting. But I, I, I have a weird feeling Jace Whiting, the return, the, the incumbent, gets the start tonight in the opener. Yeah, this is. Um, I think they need it. Uh, this is not. This is no shot at Jace, man. Jace is going to play a massive role on this team, and that's where you have to get the buy-in of a guy like him that doesn't necessarily have to be a starter, right? Like. You, you need that that buy-in to where you feel like a starter. You might get starter minutes, but you don't actually start a game, and and uh, that's going to be important, I think, especially on this roster, BJ, because as, as you just mentioned right there, like you have two legit position battles, right, and you're starting five. And I don't know the last time, like, it, it was more like forced or concocted, it felt like. But yeah. right now there are two legit that could go either way, and that means you have – seven extremely good d- dudes to play and and I think it goes beyond that I think you're I think you're into eight nine almost even ten at times this year but if they're fully healthy uh they're they're gonna be able to go eight nine deep and feel really really confident about who they're putting on the court and they're gonna go eight nine deep with like athletic dudes I mean you're looking at what's Kobe young like is he like an eight nine guy right now probably and you could probably argue he's one of if not the most athletic dude on the team yeah I, well I mean I think I think Kobe Young's no higher than tenth uh, because you've, Ooh. I mean, if if you've got uh, Andrew Meadow and R.J. Keene, I think are both in the mix, and then you have one of Stanley or Martin that doesn't start, and one of Whiting or Anderson that doesn't start. So I think that's your nine that are going to see the majority of the action. I am expecting, and I uh, probably be announced tonight, but I'm expecting that Chris Lockett will redshirt this year. He was the, which again was the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Louisiana, and they don't have minutes for him this year, so he's probably going to redshirt. Yeah, and that's what. Now it come, you know, with Leon and how he's kind of been able to navigate this is he does add like this immediate impact talent with, you know, more multiple years out of the transfer portal. And he somehow goes and he finds like a couple of these high school guys that are going to be the kind of like that next wave that he's eventually going to complement with guys out of the transfer portal. And Lockett's a, a pretty good example of that right now. He's got some work to do to make sure that Lockett believes that he's he's a guy of the future this year. Um, yeah. And if he can get him across, you know, this this red shirt line and, and uh, to next season, then obviously he's going to play a prominent role on this team. But um, I just I, I just still think the way that Leon has navigated this era, I, I would go talk to him. I'd pick his brain, find out what he's doing, how he's doing it. And I would try to replicate that because I think he deserves, deserves a lot of praise for what he's been able to do in a, in a pretty rocky era era. Like he's got the he's got the same cliches, BJ. So what now what? Um, you know, we got to adapt. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he says about that one, but um, he's got them too. But his are his are effective. His are working. They they yeah. have meaning. No doubt. Well, uh, should be fun tonight. Vanguard in the season opener, seven o'clock. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to come out and just kind of get a get a good feel for the team. They shouldn't have a ton of trouble in this. I don't know what is going on with this stupid microphone here. Uh, they shouldn't have too much trouble in this game, Jay. So uh, it was camera, not microphone. It's got me flustered here. 
Um, but uh, you would think that this is an easy win, and even if Tyson doesn't play, you're going to get a nice opportunity to see RJ Keene, to see Andrew Meadow, to see the newcomers. I mean, it should just be a fun kind of uh, night to kind of see what you have. And then it gets tougher starting on Sunday. The next seven games as of now are against teams in the top 100 at Ken Palm. So they're, they've got a really brutal early season schedule. San Francisco is picked third in the WCC. They're a quality team on Sunday afternoon. And then you got Clemson, who's top 50, and then right into Virginia Tech in that tournament. And, oh, you get to come back and play St. Mary's. Um, it is a brutal early season schedule, Jay. I know you're a stats guy. Boise State in the month of November, the last two years, eight and six, mm-hmm. I think fifty-two and twelve or something. After the month of November, they've had two quad four losses. They lost to South Dakota State in the season opener last year. They had a bad early season loss the year before that, and they've been trying to make up for this later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't necessarily be bad losses this year because they're playing some good right. teams, but they've they've got to find a way to get off to a good start in the month of November, and if they can do that and then do what they've done in previous years where they keep getting better, they're going to be in a great spot come March. But again, this is, the, this is the adjustment I've been talking about, BJ. Like, it, it, it even goes beyond NIL and, and um, you know, the transfer portal. Just this this era of college basketball where Mike Burns and company have, have really found a way to, you know, um, use net rankings to their benefit and find a way to, you know, uh, navigate a path to March Madness. And, there, once upon a time, BJ, there, during the Leon Rice era, we talked about how like they had, they didn't lose in the month of November. Well, they also didn't yeah. really play anybody, and now they do, and they come they emerge from the month of November with you know a little damage on the car. But man, yeah. is it is it, it does it help them at the end of the day? They've they figured out a way that you know they get tested early, they build up their net rankings, and then they're off and running from December on. Well, uh, should be fun tonight. Abe Jackson is back as the color commentator for his 16th season. He's also back uh, for his second year on the Bronco Nation News uh, pregame show. Is excited to announce that uh, Abe Jackson, the Abe Jackson Report, every BNN pregame show. It is coming up uh, starting at 6 o'clock tonight, an hour before tip-off. You can watch the game on KTVB+, Plus, all the great KTVB options, but you can watch the pregame show on Bronco Nation News, and uh, Abe Jackson's going to help get us set. Uh, Jay, uh, we're going to talk to Abe Jackson when we come back. 90 seconds, quick break. Don't go anywhere. Jay, we appreciate your time. We're going to turn it over to the great Abe Jackson, get his thoughts on tonight's game and the season. Uh, We'll do that next. Don't go anywhere. Back in 90 seconds on Bronco Nation News. Bronco Nation News is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and Ball Ventures Alquist, Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office, retail, flex, medical, and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer? Looking for new space? Think BVA. At BVA, we are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaysen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society, they've also stepped up their support of Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell Men's and Women's Basketball Endowed Scholarships. The Nicolaysen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support at Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Bronco student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford 
Couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at TheBlueAndOrangeStore.com. Well, as we said, uh, big news. We're excited to announce that Abe Jackson is going to uh, continue on on the uh, pregame shows. We appreciate Abe, we had a lot of fun last year at home and on the road. Uh, every game, catching up with Abe Jackson, get his final thoughts and analysis right before he goes on the air with uh, Bob Beeler, uh, 670-KBOI. This is now 16 years that uh, you're hearing Abe Jackson on the call at Boise State Games with Bob Beeler on the radio side, and uh, you're going to hear him again for year two, uh, every pregame show for uh, Bronco Nation News. So, uh, Abe, uh, glad we could make it work to to keep you on board. Your agent was a tough negotiator, but we got it done. And uh, excited to have you back with us on BNN this year, man. How's it going? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It was a good time doing it with you last year, BJ. And uh, it's really exciting too to see to see BNN really take off and everyone who's involved and putting uh, notes in the chats and showing up to your events. And so it's a uh, Congratulations to you as well. This is a, a, a huge undertaking that you started, and it's paying off well. So happy to be involved in it. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to make it work. And, uh, you know, we're going to basically try the, the plan moving forward is every pregame show will start an hour before tip-off. So if the game's at 7 o'clock, we'll be on at 6, sometime 6.05, 6.10. Abe Jackson will pop on for 10 minutes or so, get final thoughts, analysis, show the warm-ups. Uh, uh, we're really looking forward to doing it again this year. And I, we have better equipment than last year. We have better light. We're going to have uh, the broadcast. Each kind of broadcast continues to get a little better. So I am excited about uh, the quality of the broadcast for the basketball pre- and post-game shows this year uh, as well. Uh, but Abe, uh, interesting times, man, and I'm glad you're going to be along for the ride. I mean, just uh, this team – Obviously, coming off the, the you know back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances, trying to get three in a row, which would be the first time in school history. Obviously, trying to get that first win, uh, and this is one of the you know better, more talented ro- rosters that Leon Rice has has put together. So there's a lot of excitement about this team, and there should be. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz going around. Um, you know, I have quite a few people just when I'm out and about doing things that are coming up to me asking me about the uh, about the team, and I tell them I say this is probably one of the better teams that Boise State's ever had on paper. And then I always caveat that with, I've been doing the radio for 16 years and I've heard a lot of times that this guy's going to be the best shooter who ever plays at Boise State. There was a point guard who came in who I, I was hearing that this could be a game changer for Boise State. He's that good. And he was here for one year. So I will say on paper, with the guys coming in, the guys coming back, that this is one of the best teams that Boise State has ever had on paper. Well, and what what gives you the the reason to say that? I mean, obviously the three returning guys, it starts there. They've added some nice pieces. Why are you so high on this roster? I mean, it's exactly what you just said. I mean, you have two returning all-conference players, Chibuzo Abo, who played like an all-conference player many times during the season, Jace Whiting coming back as well, and then, of course, uh, Degenhardt and Rice as those conference players. So you have a bunch of experience in the program coming back, but then you have some of the highest – quality transfers really that Boise State has seen coming from big time programs like a St. John's and University of Kansas and then Roddy Anderson the freshman of the year in the WCC coming over as well. One thing that I really like about this team this year that we haven't had in the last couple of years is depth. Last year we were, Boise State was one injury away it seemed like 
or one just bump or bruise away from not being able to put their best foot forward. And we saw that against San Diego State when Marcus Shaver went down and there wasn't really a whole lot of experience. Jace Whiting, a very good player, but not a lot of experience yet last year. This year, you're going to be able to go two, three, maybe even four deep on the bench and have some quality players come off the bench. So I'm excited about the depth of this season. But are, when we get down to it, like, is Leon Rice really going to be able to give some more guys minutes? Or are we going to, I mean, that's just not his MO. Are we going to look up at the end of these games and still see 35 minutes plus for, for Max and Tyson and a lot of these guys? Or do you think that model of San Diego State where nobody plays more than 25 minutes or whatever and you just have wholesale line changes and get guys in? I mean, is that, you know, I know it's one thing that it's a storyline going into the season, but I'm going to believe it when I see it on, on some of the subbing. Yeah, I'm there with you. Uh, Coach Rice has always been one to ride the hot hand, though. And so I don't know if you'll see an average of over 35 minutes a game for Rice and Degenhart like you did last year. But you could see some games where they are way up there because he does. Whoever's in the game, if there's a run going, Coach Rice is just stuck with that no matter who is in. But you, you can't help but look at the depth of this team and know that maybe if you are up 15 points or 18 points, that you feel confident putting someone else in the game so you can give a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there to some of the guys who had a huge workload last year. I mean, you could you take a look at RJ Keene, Kobe Young, maybe Jace Whiting off the bench. We're not sure yet on the on the starting point guard. And then you have Omar Stanley and, and Cam Martin. One of those guys could be in the starting lineup or come off the bench as well. So a whole lot of experience and talent that will be on the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see the numbers go down in the playing minutes and you also see just the, then the depth of the bench, three deep, maybe even four deep sometimes during the season. Abe Jackson is our guest. You can hear him on the uh, pregame show every BNN game this season, an hour before uh, tip-off. We're excited for that. You can hear him with Bob Beeler, year 16, as we said, KBOI 670. Uh, they're on 30 minutes before tip-off, Then they obviously have the broadcast uh, throughout the season. You'll be hearing Abe at home, on the road, everywhere. Him and Bob do a tremendous job on the call. And Looking forward to that. Looking forward, as we said, that we were able to make it work where uh, Abe's traveling, I'm traveling, and we can make this thing happen on the road at home. It's going to be a lot of insight because Abe's watching shoot arounds and talking to coaches and you know has as good of insight as anybody as a former player as well so it's going to be awesome and Abe you mentioned uh, Jace Whiting I think that point guard battle is one of the early storylines in the season everybody just thought uh, Roddy Anderson you know going to come over put up double digit scoring as a freshman last year transfers in a lot of people just expected him to take it and run with it and he very well may but I was up there in Canada with the team and I thought Jace Whiting looked uh looked you know much improved from last season there were games last season like san diego state comes to mind on the road where he couldn't get the ball across half court and i i feel jace whiting has made you know significant strides and i don't think he's going to go down easy and whether it's you know anderson or whiting starting i think you're going to see both those guys out there a, a lot of the time i think that point guard spot's going to be a, a, a spot to watch this year i agree and in you pointed it out correctly with the, the struggles jace whiting had at san diego state last year but i'll bet if you asked him you could say that was probably one of the best learning experiences that he had at the division one level a high high quality team that he was playing against and he was the starting point guard for boise state and he struggled but one thing that we did see from jace whiting last year was that he has tenacity he has toughness and he understands the program as well. And he understands where the ball needs to go offensively and where he needs to go defensively. So I think you have a couple different things with Roddy Anderson and Jace Whiting. And you have someone that's been in the program and who is a grinder like Jace Whiting. And then you have Roddy Anderson who can just really light it up if he needs to offensively. 
it might just come down to what the matchup is every single game. We've seen starting lineups sometimes with Coach Rice stay the exact same almost all the way through the season, kind of like last year. And we've seen times where Coach Rice has gone to six, seven different lineups in the first 10 or 11 games. So yeah. I think that could be the situation this year where you just take a look across the court and say, okay, here's who we're playing. We're going to go with Roddy Anderson this game. The next game, it could be Jace Whiting. Well, I don't want to give away too much. We got our pregame show tonight for the Vanguard game. We'll be on at six o'clock, but uh, and we'll we'll keep the Vanguard talk and some other questions too tonight. So we're just not repeating ourselves. But I did have one more for you on Tyson Degenhardt, and here's a guy that obviously is in the in the mix. He was my pick for preseason Mountain West Player of the Year. Um, obviously, is you know one of the the better players in the conference. You know, first team selection in the preseason. Um, you know, he's slimmed down a little bit. He's noticeably slimmer because of Cam Martin and Omar Stanley. I think they're going to be able to play Tyson Moore in his natural spot on the perimeter. Um, so what do you make of, uh, you know, Tyson Degenhart not having to battle the centers down there and not, and being able to play on the perimeter more? And Leon thinks his shooting percentage is going to be much better as a result of that. As someone who started their freshman year as 6'7", about 2'10", as a, the center for Boise State, and then moved to the outside, I think he's going to be looking forward to this move because it is a battle inside. And it, it was really hard last year because you're asking Tyson to do something so physical inside and then maybe 30 seconds later do something so finesse like knock down a three-pointer. And so having to be on the outside and, and roam around more than just banging inside, I think it's going to be a great fit for Tyson. He mentioned last year in some of the interviews um, after the season that what he wanted to work on this year was his ability to score in different ways, put the ball on the deck. And I think with losing some weight and uh, probably getting faster, and I'll bet his ball handling is better as well, you're going to see him a much more versatile scorer than he was last year, where it was a lot of just spot-up threes or back-to-the-basket moves. All right, looking forward to it again. Abe Jackson, uh, one of the premier all-time great players in Boise State history, especially from a, shoot, from a shooting perspective as well. And you're 16, him and Bob Beeler. You can hear them on the call 6.30 tonight with the pregame show on KBY as they get ready for the Vanguard game. Uh, and then things get tougher here pretty soon, Abe. This early season schedule, man, it's going to be uh, – they got to be good right out of the gate. Man, it, it is a brutal schedule. You, you you take a look at who's on it. San Francisco's no slouch. Of course, St. Mary's isn't. And then you go on the road to Clemson. You open with Virginia Tech. There's a couple other Big Ten teams, SEC teams in that tournament that are that's in Florida. So depending on the wins and losses, Boise State could see a lot of top 25 teams at the beginning of the season. And then you can never underestimate what the Mountain West does, especially with San Diego State last year. You yeah. got teams with a lot of returning scores. New Mexico's going to be tough. San Diego State, I think Nevada is going to have a pretty good roster and of course Boise State I believe is loaded this year as well so yeah it could be an exciting season and Coach Rice does a nice job of of, of uh, loading that schedule with um uh with neutral site games to yeah. hopefully get some of those wins to help them propel to a, maybe a third NCAA berth after tonight I think the next five or six are against like top 100 Ken Palm teams so they were uh, Boise State six and eight the last two years in the month of November uh, had a couple of bad losses early in the season South Dakota State last year uh, I know they're wanting to get off to a better start this year Abe and, and kind of keep the momentum rolling uh, should be fun again uh, we'll be hearing you and Bob 6 30 uh, with the pregame seven o'clock with the broadcast tonight against Vanguard in the season opener but uh, first you'll join us uh, around six o'clock on the pregame show. So uh, looking forward to that, Abe. We'll see you tonight at Extra Mile Arena, and appreciate your time, man. Sounds great. We'll talk to you tonight, BJ. Again, Abe Jackson, pregame report.
every pregame show on uh, Bronco Nation News, and we appreciate Abe Jackson for agreeing to do this. We'll be starting about an hour before uh, tip-off, and we are paying Abe to do this, so thank you for your subscriptions. Thank you, our subscribers, for uh, making this possible. Abe Jackson, it'll be live on the uh, pregame show an hour before tip-off, every game starting tonight at 6 o'clock against Vanguard. The women's team got a big win. We got a lot of comments in there. We'll keep this rolling for a little bit longer. Don't go anywhere. Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com. 90-second break. We'll be right back. You looking for a new job? Well, how about getting into the trucking industry? Our friends at Transportation Compliance Service can help you every step of the way, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, all the paperwork, all the things you need. Let them help you out. Transcomservice.com. They'll have you out there towing that first load in no time. Transcomservice.com. United Commercial Insurance makes business insurance easy. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Give them a call. 229-8222. Bronco Nation News, a proud client of United Commercial Insurance. We highly recommend you do as well at UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. The Reigns family is happy to have made the switch to Boise Dentistry Co. Highly recommend you do as well. Dr. Miner and his staff, full family dentistry for the whole family. They make it an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist, and we highly recommend you check them out. Five locations in the Treasure Valley. You may think you're happy with your dentist. You'll be even happier if you make the switch to Dr. Miner and company. Check them out online, boisedentistryco.com. The pounds continue to fall off, and it's thanks to Dave and our friends over at Lean Feast. Check them out, leanfeast.com slash meridian. Full customizable meal prep. You want to go into the store, pick out your meals individually. That's great. It's right there on Eagle Road in Meridian. Or you can do it all online at leanfeast.com slash Meridian, and they'll deliver it to you. 208-487-5782. They're feeding the football team, the basketball team, Taylor Green, Ashton Genty, Tyson Degenhart, and more. Check them out. Lean Feast. Leanfeast.com slash Meridian. Still time to get that fall round of golf in, and you need to do it at Timberstone Golf Course out in Caldwell. Book a tee time at playtimberstone.com. The best greens in the valley, new technology, new golf carts, friendly environment, fun, challenging course. Check them out, Timberstone Golf Course. Book your tee time today, and I'll see you out there, playtimberstone.com. Just got an email from Boise State. If you don't have tickets yet, how about this? $20, you get a ticket to the football game against New Mexico and the basketball game on Sunday against San Francisco. The Gridiron and Hoops Bundle, it is $20. And again, you get a football ticket to New Mexico, a basketball ticket to San Francisco for $20. That's $10 a game. What a, t- what a deal that is. So if you're on the fence about going, uh, they're trying to get some more butts in the seats for the New Mexico game and uh, the San Francisco game as well. So uh, how about that? $20, you get a ticket to both. It's called the Gridiron and Hoops Bundle. Check them out on the uh, Boise State ticket office for more information uh, on that. So should be fun tonight, 6 o'clock for the pregame show. Uh, the Lithia Florida Boise pregame show, 6 o'clock. will be live. Uh, new media seating this year, by the way. They have moved the media off the court. We're back in the stands a little bit, so we'll we'll see how that all goes tonight for the first game. Um, but uh, excited to get down there and get this basketball season rolling. Nice opportunity tonight to kind of just look and see how, uh, how guys look, and then Sunday kind of go for real with uh, San Francisco. Tonight's game is real. It counts, but uh, against a school named Vanguard, which I'd be curious how many of you know where they are located. Probably not going to be the toughest test tonight. But you know what? You saw uh, number four Michigan State lose at home to James Madison last night. You saw Oklahoma State lose to somebody. You saw Air Force lose to Portland State. Uh, anybody can beat anybody. 
but uh, we'll see what happens tonight. And, and obviously, if Tyson Degenhardt does not play due to that broken nose, that might make things uh, a little bit tougher uh, as well. So uh, hour and nine minutes on today's show. We're uh, going to try to make these a little bit longer as we move forward here, uh, especially when we have football and basketball to talk about. So uh, appreciate everybody for sticking with us. And we're going to try to go nine to ten here, or at least nine to nine forty-five, and uh, make them a little bit longer here as we move forward. So. Appreciate everybody for uh, jumping on board. Come say hello tonight at Extra Mile Arena. Looking forward to the pregame show. We'll have uh, football interviews. We got some players we're talking to at 1130. We'll get those up on the YouTube channel this afternoon. And then we'll be live at 6 o'clock tonight with the pregame show. Uh, make sure your YouTube app is working on your smart TV. All you got to do is go on your uh, big screen TV, you know, your your TV in your house. You don't have to watch. You know, somebody said something about, oh, I can't get YouTube on my phone. Like, you don't have to watch us on your phone. Uh, you can watch us on your TV on the YouTube app. So just have the YouTube app on your Roku or your smart TV, and then you go to Bronco Nation News, and you can watch us on your TV just like we were on ESPN or, or some other channel. It's that easy uh, to, to watch us. And so then you can still use your phone to scroll social media or do whatever you want to do. So make plans six o'clock for the pregame show. And then, uh, the postgame show, we'll be back. You'll hear from Leon Rice and, uh, some players and others after the game, uh, after, uh, Boise state Vanguard in the, uh, in the season opener. So, uh, appreciate, uh, everybody for uh, hanging out and today hope you'll subscribe 50 bucks for a one-year subscription big announcement on the pregame show as well about uh, our next uh promo in terms of being a subscriber so that'll come on the pregame show tonight at six o'clock a big announcement about a uh, promo we're doing a contest we're doing uh for subscribers so make sure you are ready uh for that and uh, we're excited for that uh, tonight on the pregame show. So 6 o'clock pregame, postgame show is usually about a half an hour after the game. We'll get Coach Rice's comments, uh, and uh, we'll uh, get all of the uh, reaction highlights, things like that. Jaden Finch will be getting us some highlights courtside. So um, excited for tonight. Should be fun, and uh, we'll have you covered again. BroncoNationNews.com, $50 for a one-year subscription, BNN 50 deal. Uh, you heard about Eric McAllister transferring first. If you were a paid subscriber of Bronco Nation News, you got the email before anybody else saw it, before any other outlets reported it, the breaking news email. And there were a couple of you that recently subscribed that uh, the email list hadn't been updated, so I sincerely apologize to a couple of you that are new. And, and uh, your, the, the email list wasn't updated. It has been updated now. Um, but uh, breaking news first to BNN paid subscribers. Uh, you guys heard about Eric McAllister before anybody else, and it'll continue to, to be that way. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, uh, you go down the line. Uh, Bronco Nation News has reported uh, the news uh, first. So um, appreciate all of you guys for subscribing. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we'd love to have you subscribe on all those. And then again, $50 for a one-year subscription using the promo code BNN50DEAL. You can read my five early season storylines for the men's basketball team. You can read my story on uh, Andy uh, Avalos talking about the NIL transfer portal era. We had uh, four stories posted to the site yesterday. We also had the women's basketball team, and I almost forgot this. Let's hear from Gordy Presnell. Big win yesterday, the women's basketball team taking down College of Idaho in about a 40-point win at Extra Mile Arena in their season opener. Let's hear Gordy Presnell, the women's coach, before uh, before the show ends. Uh, excited that everyone got to play and got off to uh, a 1-0 start. Uh, it was hard to get any rhythm. There was a lot of turnovers and, and travels and that sort of thing, so you're always in a dead ball situation, and, and so you're always playing half court. Uh, so it would have been more fun for us, I think, if we could have gone up and down the floor a little bit and maybe got people in rhythm shooting. 
but uh, we only ran one thing because of video all week for our opponents next week. So we, we only ran one play the whole time and one out of bounds play. So that part was hard when you're in a half court, almost every situation run the same play over and over and over. But uh, our kids persevered and it was a good, good win for us. Nice win for uh, Gordy Presnell and the women's basketball team. Again, they took down uh, the College of Idaho, and uh, they had three players in double figures. It was a 77-35 win. You had uh, Danny Bays with 10 points, three rebounds, and a pair of assists. Uh, let's see, you had some other uh, star players play as well, three players in double figures. Um, Alyssa Christensen, the uh, newcomer, the only newcomer, transfer from uh, – uh, College of Southern Idaho had 10 points, four rebounds. So uh, hats off to the uh, women's basketball team on their season opening win last night. The men will take center stage tonight for their season opener. And um, a lot uh, – <laughs> Rudy says he found out about Michael Jackson dying on BNN. We know that's not the case, but you do find out a lot of your, uh, a lot of your news. And Tequila Gus, I would love to break some good news if I have it. Uh, maybe tonight I can break it on the post game show. If they beat Vanguard, is that good enough for you? So, uh, we'll see what we can do tonight. Six o'clock for the pregame, about 30 minutes after the game. If you're at the game, we'll give you an opportunity to get home while we do our interviews and stuff. And then we'll fire up the, the post game show. Jaden Finch getting some highlights for us as well. So going to be a fun day and uh, appreciate you guys for checking us out. would love to have you subscribe to the website, support us. If you can, you're going to want to be a yearly subscriber. If you're a monthly subscriber, you're going to want to upgrade to the yearly option because, uh, as I'll, as you'll find out on the pregame show tonight, we got a pretty cool contest we're going to announce, but you have to be a yearly subscriber. Uh, to be eligible. So knock that out now. Get your full year of coverage. Mike Prater's writing a column today about the uh, transfer portal and Eric McAllister and NIL and all that. So you're not going to want to miss Mike Prater's column. And that's for uh, paying subscribers at BNN. So thanks for checking us out. Tell your friends about BNN. I love you guys. And we'll talk to you at 6 o'clock tonight from Extra Mile Arena on the pregame show. Have a great rest of your day. This is uh, BJ Rains from the Cutwater Studios here in Meridian. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.